Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hi. We're back, we're back at it again. Woo! This time with a mini sewed. Yeah. Which has been working out for us so far. Yeah. They're so pretty far, so easy good. to do. Minimal preparation. But we <laughs> Boone is joining us once again. Boone is joining us. As a third He's co-host. a little upset that we're not paying attention to just him. <laughs> which, you know, I understand. I get it. I get it. It's a valid complaint. I complain about that all the time. Anyway, I'm Mindy. I'm Renee. And, and this is Cookies and Crime. Yeah, where we talk about crime and have a snack. We don't have a snack in Minnesota. So Not in the Minnesota. Sometimes we do. I think last time we might have, but I think then we the did. Two but it was times, a, it was Fourth of July. Yeah, well, it was special. So, special day. It was a special day. I know, Boone. Today we don't have a snack, but we do have a pretty juicy topic. Yeah. What is our topic? So today? our topic today is fictional serial killers. Ooh. What do we think about them? What's our favorite? Do would it look like? Would it translate into real life? Right. Ooh, this is this is a good topic. Mm-hmm. This is a good. There's, go there's a lot to choose there's from. So many. Yeah, I've got I've there's got a so handful many. that I want to mention. Okay, okay, let's do this. Let's do this. I watch way too many like cop shows that I think I have like a super long list. I'm gonna have to condense it. Okay, okay, for sure. Okay, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I will mention my f- my favorite. This Your is favorite my, serial killer. This is my favorite fictional serial killer, <laughs> um, Doctor Hannibal Lecter I knew from it. I from knew the it. Thomas Harris uh, Sounds of the Lambs trilogy, and it's been adapted several times now. You want to know something? What I have? Don't nev- you tell me? Don't you say that? <laughs> Never have I seen. A Hannibal Lecter movie. Oh my gosh, you you have never, you must. I I know I'm familiar enough. You must that, like, watch I know at least he, Silence of the Lambs. Does he skin people's faces? No. What does he do? <laughs> what makes him? No. A, what does he do? What kind of serial killer is he? So okay, he is a uber intelligent. Yeah. Super super intelligent. Very um, very into the arts. Like is he's he classy? Ta- Anthony very Hopkins classy. played him, right? Yes. Okay, okay. So, in the film adaptations, Anthony Hopkins played him, but there was one one film called Manhunter where, um, I can't think of his name, but somebody else played him. Um, is this a show, too? Didn't they make a show called Hannibal? They did make a show okay. called Hannibal, and Mads Mikkelsen played him, and he did a great oh, job. such a good one, yeah. Um, I really did like that iteration. Yeah. Um, so he's a classy character. He's very classy. He's very intelligent. Okay. He um, he is a patron of the arts. He is a skilled psychiatrist. Oh, he, this makes him so much scarier. Right, exactly. And he is a cannibal. Yum. Hannibal the cannibal. <laughs> Hannibal the cannibal. So, cannibal um, but he prefers to eat the rude if possible. So he's ethical. So he's got his own code. <laughs> he's an ethical cannibal. He's got his own code. He doesn't, he only, he tries to eat only like, you know, people that are. That deserve it. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So. It's a respectable he, serial killer. It's not, he's not necessarily, there's so much like interesting things about him. Like he, he plays all these instruments. Like he's basically perfect at everything he does and tries. But he might eat a person every now and then. For sure. Like whatever. For sure. No it, one's perfect. Not only will he eat a person, he will cook it to perfection. So it like yeah, he has these dinner parties and he'll feed yeah. I know. Oh no, he feeds. Oh the yeah. Guests. I was gonna and say they, there's a real case like this, but I don't think he ever fed his guests. I think he just cooked it and ate it himself. Oh, there. I mean, the character's based off of like several different like real nasty. And like Thomas Harris like interviewed a guy in prison 
and he kind of based it off of this guy's mannerisms and like just loosely. Was he, was he an Asian fellow? That he based it <sighs> no, on? but I know who you're talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. That was my first thought. That was, I was like yeah, cooking that was it a to crazy, perfection. All that right, was a crazy case. Mm. Um, but he's my favorite, mm-hmm. just because like you kind of like root for him. Yeah. Because like, and, and especially in the in the Silence of the Lambs movie, because there's another villain. Buffalo Bill, who's another serial killer. So he's killer. not even the big bad. He's well, kind of he's like, like a... helping the FBI agent, like, kind of catch this guy. So like, it's like he's a consulting cannibal. It's, exactly. <laughs> it's so tricky, and you like totally fall for it. And you're like, and you also like, you know, if you met this guy, you're like, you want him to like you. Yeah. Like he's he has so much influence and you know power. You're like, oh, I hope this guy likes me. I hope he invites me to his dinner mm. party. Um, <laughs> But as far as like realistically, yeah, there you know there there are some killers that are you know intelligent, yeah, that are like yeah. you know, above average intelligence. But that's not typically the norm. No, there are. It is normal for them to insert themselves into police activity, though. For sure, for that's, sure, that's pretty par for the course. Yes, and to be kind of watching police or having an insider. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so that part feels realistic. Yeah. Um, I just think he's a really cool character. Yeah. And you definitely, like, it's fun that, that, you know, he's fictional. But as far as, like, it, like, translating to real life, you know, yeah. probably not. Not of course, as like, cleanly. Are, no, no. He's too, like, perfectly written. Yeah. That, like... A real life version would either be way sloppier. Absolutely. Or uh, not as social and charming. Exactly. Interesting. Which, like, like you do have that charm factor with, like, some serial yeah. killers, like Ted Bundy. Uh-huh. But there were a lot of people that were, like, I got cr- the creeps from him Weird vibes. Not a, yeah, not every... Yeah, probably the, like, the appeal is the probably the unrealistic part. Every person wants to be his friend. Right. That's probably not... Because a lot of people with good instincts are going to be put off. Yeah. Even if they don't know why. Yeah. And be like, hey. Not un- I'm not comfortable with, with Mr. Anthony Hopkins over here. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about him. Yeah. I'm suspicious about Red how leg. cool he is. <laughs> I do that. I do. If someone is too cool and sure. too perfect, I'm like, mm. what do you have in your basement? Like, yeah. I don't. <laughs> I don't trust you. When I was in high school, I thought it was jealousy, and it probably was when I was in high school. But also, like, as an adult, I'm like, no, I feel like perfect people are suspicious. Because nobody's perfect. Massively suspicious. Yeah. Who are you trying to fool? Yeah. What, no, do you, I get what do you eat at dinner parties? Why do you, why do you put... Flesh? Is it human flesh? Is it human flesh? I knew it. What do you, I'm not eating at your this. house. Yeah, I knew <laughs> this. I knew okay, this. your turn. Okay, my turn. I have such a list. Okay, okay. My phone locked, though. Please hold. Okay. Fictional. There's so many options, because my first thought was um, Tom Ripley. Have you ever read the... Oh, shoot. They made it into a, a Matt Damon movie. Oh, yeah. The, uh-huh. Talented Mr. Ripley. Yes, That's yes, what yes. it is. Yeah. Um, no, it's been a hot minute since I've seen that. It. So he's basically a lot like Victoria Nazarova that we just talked about in our oh, previous episode. Grifter. Where yeah, where he killed because of opportunity. He actually took on his friend's identity after he gotcha. killed him. He's he's he more his friend. Yeah, yeah. Come on, was, Tom. He's pretty psycho, and he kills. He's killed roommates and stuff before too, and he robbed them or wanted. He has a thing about taking on identities, mm-hmm. and so when I first read the book, I didn't even identify him as a serial killer. But then when we were talking about it just now, I was like, oh, you know who's actually a cool one that kind of slips right past you is Tom Ripley. He's a really good character. I actually haven't seen the Matt Damon movie, like but Matt Damon. Matt Damon plays Tom Ripley. I feel like he would do a good job. He's, I mean, he's I'm a not good gonna, actor. I can't vouch for the 
quality of the movie, but I think Gwyneth Paltrow was in that too. Oh. Maybe Brad Pitt? No. No. Jude Law. Okay. The friend that he kills is either Jude Law or Brad Pitt. Rude. <laughs> I know that's quite a spectrum. So rude. It's either Jude Law or Brad Pitt, but okay. it's one of those. Um, yeah, but that guy, he's sneaky. He's yeah. not, he's not like, so like Hannibal Lecter's the charming, he, everyone wants to be his friend. Tom Ripley, when he was himself, is like understated. He's that wallflower, like no one looks uh, at him. Okay, okay. And that's why when he takes over his friend's identity, and he does such a good job, he like nails the mannerisms, like everything about this guy. He doesn't have to look like him at all. He just has to have the same pattern of speech. Yeah. The same mannerisms. Yeah. The same attitude. And he does. He's like the top notch actor. Mm. Yeah, so it's less like... And is it for the based th- off of a... It's from a book. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's, so a, it's, it's 100% percent a character. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, Patricia a, Hightower, I think, I want to say. That's intriguing. It's very intriguing. And I'm going to have to rewatch it because... I'm going to have to watch yeah. it. The book was good. I didn't... I loved the character, but I don't think I loved the story enough to read... I think she has a few books in that mm. series. She, like, wrote it in the 70s or 80s or something. Okay. But yeah, so he's on the top of my list. Yeah, I have quite a few more. Do you want to go with your next one, though? Oh, uh, sure. I <laughs> no, I, I, I like this game because there's so many to choose from. There is. Uh, so my, my next pick is Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. Psycho. I was hoping you um, would bring him up. Because I think he is, he plays a psycho so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you seen that movie, American I've, Psycho? No, I've seen clips of Christian Bale it's in Christian, that movie. Yeah, it's Christian Bale, and it's like... In my opinion, one of his best roles. He's he like puts everything into the character. He immersed himself absolutely, and he like he. So Patrick Bateman is like a perfectionist. He works uh, for Pierce and Pierce, which uh-huh. is a um, mergers and acquisitions. Oh, okay. kind of like so. It's like yeah, like a money yeah money thingy. stuff. Yeah, and a he money like job. he's always he 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 looks perfect. He has yeah. like a perfect body. He has, like, these set routines that he does every day, and he, like, has the, like, very expensive, like, nice wardrobe, but he's, like, completely soulless. <laughs> like, there's nothing behind, He's neurotic know. and dead behind the eyes. Very <laughs> neurotic and, like, very, like, psychotic. Yeah. Um, but I feel it's, like, it's, it's, the film itself is, like, a, you know, it's kind of, like, a satire because it's, mm-hmm. like, showing, like, the, you know, the people that work in those jobs are... That's kind of the personality. Well, quote unquote, American dream. Like exactly. you're actually insane. Exactly. Ooh, and so that's um, chilling. And he's very indiscriminate with the way he kills. And you actually like watch him kind of like go off the deep end and like really just dive into this like psychosis, which actually can happen mm-hmm. with real serial killers. So I like mean, we talked about the Zodiac. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, like it's pretty the I mean, you know, there's some parts that, like, yeah, it's pretty fictionalized Hollywood, but the way that the character itself, like, behaves Mm -hmm. and, like, the, like, how impulsive and irrational sometimes he is, like, that's pretty... Realistic. That's pretty realistic. Yeah. There could be an American psycho out there. And the fact that, like, you know, like, he is out there living his life and kind of, like under the radar Mm -hmm. i don't know it's really interesting he's a good one i feel like he's probably one of the more popular ones yeah and it's also oh my gosh christian bale is just 
He's so talented. He's it's so fun to watch him as this character. Even though like he's doing horrible things. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're he's just, entertaining. Like, he's so entertaining. I love Christian Bale. I've loved amazing. him since I was twelve. Yeah. He's amazing in that role. Did you ever see him in Newsies? This is not serial no, killer. He's role. Just a little baby. <laughs> he's a little baby Jack. I love Kelly. him. I love him as Batman too. Oh, he was my favorite Batman. Yeah, he's my favorite Batman too. Yeah. I was a big big Christian Bale fan. That's I, I'm sure he would absolutely kill it as a serial killer. Oh, it's Pun so, you, intended. You, you must watch it. Yeah, I must. I must watch it. I'm pretty it sure I have people. it. Would you borrow it? Do you really? Yeah, it's one of my faves. He's a good one. He's a good one. Him and Hannibal, Hannibal Lecter are probably in, within the top three most popular fictional. That's why I had to mention them. Yeah, you had to. We couldn't go this episode without mentioning them, honestly. Okay, your turn. My next one. Okay, did you ever... I'm going to lump two into one. Did you ever watch The Mentalist? Uh, yeah. Did yeah. you ever watch Rizzoli and Isles? No. Okay. So I want to mention both of them together because we're also talking about like how realistic would this be translating it into real life. These serial killers in these two shows, Red John is the serial killer in The Mentalist. He killed the main character's wife and daughter, <gasps> and he leaves a, a bloody smiley face that he writes in their blood on the wall. Every time he, he kills someone, he does that. That's his, like, trademark. His signature. Yeah. In Rizzoli and Isles, there's a uh, serial killer that they nicknamed the surgeon, and his name is Charles Hoyt. And he, in the books, not the TV show, in the, I don't think in the TV show, in the books, he, like, kills, he kills women, and he takes out their uterus. What? Yeah. It's, like, real weird in, in the books. In the, in the show, he just, he kills, he takes couples and he kills the husband and then moves the woman to another spot and kills the woman separately. Like, it's, all, it's, it's very different in the uh-huh. TV show versus the books. But the reason I lump Red John and Charles Hoyt together, if any of you have seen these shows, is that they're interwoven. They're, like, so connected to, like, a network. Mm-hmm. Like, they all have copycats that they control. And they all have, like, connections with cops that they control. And it feels way too... And this, I'm saying this as, like, a 100% conspiracy theorist. I fully believe in, like, like, like corruption sure. like that. But with these kinds of serial killers, I don't buy it. I don't yeah. think that they would have that far of a reach. Yeah. So as much as, like, viewing it for entertainment... I got really annoyed with Red John, actually. Because they just dragged that out way yeah, too long. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. can you just tell me who it is? And then they did at the end, and I was so bummed. <laughs> just... I was bummed out. I was Aww, like, I could have done that better. Anticlimactic. Oh, yeah, that it sucks. Was disappointing. But then Rizzoli and Isles, you know who he is from the beginning. He just keeps gaining apprentices. Mm. And so, like, every time they bring him back up. See, I don't know how realistic that is. Because they usually, yeah. they're usually solo, right. typically. And they don't want a copycat. Like, they're like, no, don't, tell, don't well, take they, my credit. Don't take credit, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, so both of those, I lump them together because in my mind... It would still be a fun character to watch, probably, yes. but yeah. It, it, in a fictional setting, it like heightens the stakes and sure. it, it makes it more entertaining, sure. but it doesn't, realistically, I would not see that happening in real life. Yeah, that's interesting. I feel like you'd have to be a lot more discreet to yeah. be involved in that level of like influence and corruption. I think like the forces that you're trying to control would not tolerate you being that open yeah. about your crimes. Like, you're outwardly mocking people. Right. And that's like, no, we need to do our sins in, in private over here, okay? Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, they're not my favorite, but that yeah. was like, if we're going to judge it. <laughs> Those are the two judgiest. The two that I'm judgiest towards, rather. So. My next one is actually one that freaked me out. Really? Yeah. And that is, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Seven. Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. Yes. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. So the killer in Seven, who's played by Kevin Spacey, who's known as John Doe, 
was very scary. Yeah. And he se- he was, like, this little, like, he seemed just like a little, like, measly, wimpy guy. But the crimes that he committed, mm. horrific, based mm-hmm. on, like, the seven deadly sins. Yes. And, like, these people are, like, literally tortured. Yeah. And he's just so creepy. He's horrible. It's, it's like, you're like, ugh, that get this guy. That movie was disturbing. Yeah. So disturbing. It's very, very disturbing. well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And super disturbing. Very but, well like, written. you you don't root for this guy at all. You're like, somebody stop this Makes man very uncomfortable. there's something very wrong with him but and then i won't give away the ending because it's like a super famous ending mm-hmm. um so you should watch it if you haven't <laughs> just, seen it just watch it but he is such a scary serial killer yeah. and i don't know i mean kevin spacey's kind of scary anyway well yeah especially <laughs> all the stuff you've heard about right heard about yes yeah. yes so maybe it was coming from a real place he was really pulling from his Seriously. from inside himself yeah um i don't know about how realistic that one is you know like that would be i feel like, like it could be feasible but very that would be more terrifying yeah it is like than, like it, you know because he had his own like code that he was working off mm-hmm. and um you know like his room like when they go into his room there's like journals of him writing his thoughts and stuff and that's that's not far-fetched mm-hmm. like they found stuff like that before um and a lot of killers have like that psychosis where they're yes, they fixate on exactly, ideals exactly and the, and the, that delusion of like in, in, in his mind you know he was the one uh distributing god's justice he was the good guy yes he was so he go- was doing the lord's work that in his mind scarier exactly. i know most most villains view themselves as the heroes because they're they feel justified in what they're doing exactly but this guy was like legitimately like no i have to do this because this is god's will but not only did he have to do this he took pleasure in it yeah and it that's like even more scary it's yeah yeah he was freaky yeah freaky kevin spacey yeah your turn okay <laughs> so my next one did you ever read dr jekyll and mr hyde yeah yeah, you yeah. did. Well, I saw, I, I've seen some film adaptations. I don't okay. know if I actually read it. The book is really interesting. It's pretty short. So, I mean, if you want a quick read, I recommend it. But it's really interesting because I don't think, at least, I didn't never read it in school. I read it after school when I was actually happy to read again. Because um, school, school kind of ruins for- that. Uh, yeah, because they force you to read yeah. stuff you're not interested in. And I'm in. stubborn. And I'm like, okay, if you're going to force me to read it, I'm going to not enjoy it on principle. And that's the kind of student I'm I want to write guys. a report about how much I hate. I hated this, and I hated being told what to do. I have problems with authority, clearly. But I, uh, when I actually went through and I read it, it was really interesting to me that the nature of the crimes of Hyde were actually like pretty rated R. Like this guy was well, not as far like if I remember he he attacked women. He, like, he was yes, he yeah, did, like, he and was he not. And he killed guy. children. And I'm yeah, surprised. this guy was, and the way that it is in, um, it, the way that it's explained, because the narration's kind of weird. It's not from their perspective, Jekyll's or Hyde's. It's from an outside observer piecing together who Hyde is, because they think they're two separate people. And well, then they yeah. eventually, they're yeah. like, oh, it, it, Jek- the twist Dr. Is- Jekyll isn't being manipulated by Hyde. They're the same person. Yeah. Turns out uh, Jekyll, the serum he was taking was, it, it, I think... This is just my take. I didn't obviously do this in English class, but my perception of it is that it was addiction. 
because he would talk about how mm-hmm. he needed to have more of the serum mm-hmm. and then he would turn into Hyde and be well, absolutely and what, loco. Ad, what addiction does to a person. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Turns and, you into somebody else. And you lose your inhibitions and yeah. you just, you go. That's pretty clever. You go a little cl- I didn't crazy. That. Yeah, yeah. This is what happens when you read stuff like that as an yeah. adult. You actually get You're like, helpful oh, there's, stuff. A me- there's a double meaning. <laughs> there's a double meaning. There's just some deep stuff in here. But yeah, so Hyde, I would consider Hyde, in my mind, one of the more horrific well, and, and if you and think about, like, the actual, like, that kind of stuff happens all the time, unfortunately. All the time. And, all the you know, time. like, it's not necessarily, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's it's realistic. It's very realistic. Not, not, I mean, not that you'd be taking a serum and that would be no, happening. but if you think about it, if you think about the, the serial criminals who attribute all of their crimes to their drug use, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, it's a very similar kind of thing. So I don't think Hyde was one who intentionally went out and was like, I'm going to go kill four people today. He just kind of did it on impulse. Like, you're in but my way. Could, I'm going to knock yeah, you over and kill you. fuel the fire. Yeah. Like, there are killers. Like, uh, for instance, um, Dahmer was, like, very, very drunk mm-hmm. a lot of the times when he was doing his killing and yeah. and that kind of stuff. Like, so, like, that's not uncommon. And then it was, like, impulsive crimes of opportunity mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you're there, so I'll, you sure. know, rather than the calculated, I'm going to seek out a certain type of victim. Yeah. It's just arbitrary, which feels pretty realistic, yeah. too. Yeah. It's kind of scary, creepy. right? It's a scary story. Mm. Anyway, do you have another one? I do. Okay. Um we could just keep going. <laughs> Seriously, go this is a fun night. one. Yeah. Um, so the other one that was just like a show that I just like binge watched was Dexter. I don't yeah. Know, did you ever watch Dexter? I, I didn't, but I remember seeing commercials for it all the time and a lot of friends recommended it's great. it. It's uh, uh, Michael C. Hall uh, plays Dexter and he is a serial killer that works for Miami Metro as a blood spatter analyst. <laughs> So he, you know, it's 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 great because, you know, like he has all this insider information of like what's going on in the precinct. But he also he is a serial killer who kills serial killers. Okay, so he's got a moral code. So he's got a code. So he's like Hannibal, but even better. In terms of, uh, I don't even know if I would compare them because you actually are rooting for Dexter. Like Hannibal okay. is—he's still doing some mess up stuff. <laughs> he's doing some stuff that you're like, mm. he's not a quote unquote good guy. No, Dexter's a quote unquote, and he doesn't good pretend guy. to be one. Right? Okay. Um, Dexter is actually, you know, like you are absolutely on his side, mm-hmm. and you're like, get those guys, get those guys. Even though, like later on in the seasons, like he makes some bad choices, and you're like, it's a slippery slope. It is a slippery slope. But honestly, Dexter's an interesting one because his dad is the one who, like, taught him. Mm-hmm. To, because he realized, like, he has these feelings, like, these yeah. needs, these desires. And so, like, that his dad taught him to channel them into, like, killing bad people. I think so all serial killers should do <laughs> Right, right. So, like, of course, it's, like, the only serial killer that you can, like, root for. Right, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's not very realistic. No, but that would be nice if it was. Right. You know, that would right. be a good, that would be a better I highly reality. recommend watching it. Like, it's not, like, the first four seasons are gold. Yeah. Does and it then taper off? It tapers off a bit. Yeah. And then they just brought it back recently. Oh. Um, and I and I did enjoy that. that uh, was it on USA? Last... Yeah. Was it one of those? Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's a good one. And and we all, we all root for Dexter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, not very realistic, unfortunately. Yeah. Poor Dexter. We'll enjoy in fiction then. But I highly, highly recommend watching it if you haven't seen it. Oh, I'm going to have to. Is it streaming anywhere right now? I think it's on Showtime. Okay. Okay. You want to know my next Mm -hmm. one since we're talking about USA? Mm -hmm. Okay. So on Psych, have you ever seen Psych? Yeah. That's like my favorite show. 
in the entire world. Psych. I'm always in the mood to watch that show. The um, serial killer that they have is Mr. Yang. Mr. Wait, Mr. Yin and Mr. Yang. Oh, Yin and Yang. okay. And so like that. Is it like a Jekyll and Hyde? Um, it's two different people. And it's more a more, in my view, a more realistic approach to the whole master apprentice serial killer pair. Mm-hmm. Because the one of them, it's been a while. Don't ask me which one. One of them is the leader. And then the other one is like a mentally, I don't want to say men- underdeveloped. She's just insane. She's just insane. Um, but the apprentice is like a former, uh, is, I, I think it's his daughter. If I remember, man, I need to rewatch that show clearly. I only watched, I've, I've watched the movies recently. I haven't rewatched the show recently. But, um, but that was really fun because that, they stretched that over three seasons and they didn't make me bored of it. Oh. Like a lot of shows when they, yeah, like Red they John. Take, yeah. You I'm were just over gonna it. keep harping on that. You Red John, that. like they, they came close to catching him one season. And then they didn't catch him, so then the characters got darker, but they still got nowhere in the investigation. I'm like, I hate this. Whereas with Psych, with with Yin and Yang, it was like, we thought we caught one of them. Mm -hmm. We're good. We're good. They disappeared. They're not a problem anymore. And then they actually creep back up. So you get like that fake success. I don't know why that is better to me than prolonging it with more drama. I don't know. But that was a fun serial killer. They just killed. And then they taunted the police with like movie references. So like one of them... It was uh, this, I think it was a two-parter. It had Hitchcock movie oh, references. Yeah. And each victim represented yeah. a Hitchcock movie. It was really good. Well, that's a perfect segue. Perfect. Tell me. Um, who's, who's well, here? I mean, we have to, if we're going to mention serial killers in film, we have to talk Norman about Bates. the original Psycho, yeah. which is Norman Bates. Okay. Um, Did you see Bates Motel? I didn't. With Freddie Highmore? That that actor, he he is the... He's so good. He's, he's in the that, good doctor. Yeah, he's really good in that. Charlie, I am a surgeon. And, uh, he's Charlie <laughs> in the Chocolate Factory and the Johnny Depp oh, one, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy can do anything. Yeah, he's really good. He's I very talented. You know, he went to college for Arabic? Wow. Like, he's a linguist, but also just an actor. Okay. Like, what the heck? Wow, good for you. Yeah. But anyway. But Norman Bates. Norman Bates. Psycho. Um, have you seen Psycho? No. I saw a little bit of Bates Motel, though. Honestly, it's, like, still effective. Yeah? Like, it's, um... That's the one with the shower scene, right? With Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've seen that scene. Yeah, I mean, it's so famous. It is. Honestly, you know, um, when when this came out, which I believe was 1960? Okay. That's a guess. I don't have my phone right here, so I can't look it up, but, um... It was a while ago. Don't come for me. Um... But nobody had seen anything quite like this well, yeah. in film when it came out. They didn't. They didn't fictionalize a lot of serial killers. Yeah, that it was, was not like, a thing that, that was they very did taboo. Yet. That was like too taboo to tackle. And now every show has a serial killer. <laughs> Literally, I mean, and the, the serial killer has to be like bigger and badder. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, even the sitcoms, even The Office had the Scranton Strangler. Like, I mean, everyone has <laughs> a serial you killer. You have to now. have like your or a reference or something. Oh, that should have been my next one. Is Scranton Strangler. <laughs> shoot okay sorry norman bates but norman bates Bates, um is a really interesting one uh because you find out that you know we we as the audience think that it's his mother mrs Mm -hmm. bates Mm -hmm. but we've come to find out that it's norman dressing up as his mother and it is just mother's not quite well (laughs) mother is not well mother is not going to be happy about that um but it's great and the way that uh hitchcock does it is is so cool and you know it's um i think they based him off ed gein Oh, who you know who had is, a had an interesting relationship with, with his, his mother, mother. Yeah. and ended up 
I think. Decapitating her? Well, and also dug her up. Yeah. And just... We should cover him. We should yeah. cover oh, him on the pod. Yeah. 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 Maybe you guys will get an episode of Endgame. Yeah. He's he's pretty crazy. <gasps> yeah. He was one that self-inserted into the investigation, too. He was like, uh-huh. I am going to be so helpful to you guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> he was not well in the mind. No. I think he, I he made, like, lampshades out of human skin. Yeah, he you did. Know. Yeah. Casually. Just casually. As one does. He's, Actually, he's crafty. <laughs> um, he, the, him specifically influenced a lot of films. Like the I believe Te- that. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I know for sure. Really? Silence of the Lambs. A Buffalo Bill from Silence of the Lambs. Yes. A lot of that was influenced by Ed Gein. Wow. Uh-huh. Yeah. I have too much knowledge about this stuff. Dang. Okay. I really am like a normal person. Yeah, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> you wouldn't be exciting at all uh, yeah, if yeah. you were a normal person. Yeah. That's a good one, though. I didn't know that he was based on. Yeah. Ed Gein. Man. Mm-hmm. Dude. Oh, you know who I was thinking of is Ed Kempler. Oh, who self inserted yeah, into his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Um, I know who you're talking about now, though. Yeah. I get those two mixed up all the time because uh, yeah. they're both Eds. Yep. And they killed people. So interesting, yeah. Very Got any interesting. more? Um, I have one more. One well, more. I mean, the Scranton Strangler. <laughs> and I wish I would have mentioned him earlier. I saw a clip of uh, Creed confessing to that. So in my mind, it is my head yeah, canon it has to be Creed. that Creed yeah, is the Scranton. It's one hundred percent Creed. If anyone has any other opinions, please shoot them at us because I'd be interested to see people's theories. Um, but my other, my legitimate one is: Did you ever watch Bones? Yeah, I liked Bones. The Grave Digger. Yeah. That was interesting because it was like a culty kind of yeah. serial killer with like bones and like they were, they had the end goal of building that skeleton. Yeah. That was fascinating because it wasn't just like. When you add a little bit of culty. I love it. Yeah. You got to. <laughs> we love a good cult. We love a good cult. We love a good cult. It was, it was juicy. I did. That was one that I did eventually get sick of. Because it w- it took too well, long they, to get rid of it. If you draw it out too much, you, get you, you lose interest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like maybe last two seasons and yeah. then come up with a new villain. Because mm-hmm. I just got bored. But it was like while it while I was interested, it was like super fascinating. Like they did a really good job. It's there's so much to choose from. I know. Again, every there. show has a seriously, killer. seriously. If they don't have one overtly, like you could probably find one. And there's then, probably you know, a serial killer. We didn't even really cover like the Michael Myers or the Jasons. Oh, the, all the thrillers. Are, yeah, know, there's so many. You know, it's a staple in the horror exactly uh, genre. Yeah, but, which makes sense. But I think yeah. we got a good list, though. Yeah, we got some solid ones. Um, what it? What is? What's your favorite? My do, favorite. Do you, guys, do you guys, as an audience, oh do you guys please, have a, please let us know. We're gonna pose that as the question, yeah, the interaction what's your favorite question. Fictional... Favorite fictional serial killer. Yeah, or yeah. one that scared you a lot, or like you know, like one <laughs> that stands tra- out in your mind. Tell us your trauma. Tell us your trauma. We're here for <laughs> which, it. We will hold space for you. <laughs> This is a safe place. To it really talk about. is, though. Like <laughs> your dramatic it experience is, <laughs> with fictional serial killers. Please tell us, and we'll maybe we, we should probably start saying some of the responses we're getting on. Oh yeah, the podcast. I need to like assemble them. I know I've said that before, though. I've said, "Hey, we're gonna read your answers," and I haven't. And we don't do it. I completely forget about it. Just you know, bear with us. Forgive us for being human. So we do our best. Yeah. Well, if you enjoyed this one. Please respond to the question. Please interact with us. Post about it on, on Instagram or the Facebook, depending on what generation you are. <laughs> and like, comment, like subscribe. like, subscribe. 
Tune comment. in next time. Comment. Tell us your favorite fictional Share. serial killer. Mail us food. Any of that. <laughs> Any of that stuff. Not cheesecake. Not, not cheesecake. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't, go back and listen to our previous episode because it was pure gold. So, all right. Well, we'll see you guys next time. Okay, bye. Bye.